What's good, everybody? Welcome to 99 Miles Per Hour with me, your host, Percy Garner, where we talk about life and sports and everything in between. What's good, everybody? It is the 99 Miles Per Hour podcast with me, your host, Percy Garner. And, uh... It's a good day. I have someone special in the house uh, who doesn't live in Tuscarawas County. Uh, but before we get to him, I want to make sure uh, we do, you know, I get this intro down. We're going to get it down this time. All right. For everybody watching, we appreciate it. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, we're everywhere. And then if you want to watch the video version, uh, which is always better, we're on YouTube. Um, uh, if you can scri- subscribe, that would be amazing. And uh, make sure you check out all the podcasts on the Get Level Podcast Network. That is the ADC, Alcohol Drug Coalition, Community Mental Health Care, Tusk with, uh, Against Trafficking, all of them. They're all good. They're all about, um, uh, you know, nonprofits and, and uh, just trying to get their voice out there. And that's what Josh is about. Uh, and if you didn't know, Josh All is the producer of this. Uh, say hello. Hey, and just to, just so you know, there's somebody special, right, Percy, on the last uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters oh, yeah, 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 podcast? Yeah, yeah so a uh, family of mine. Uh, I don't know if he's always great. Uh, very happy to uh, admit that, but I want to. I can't wait to see that podcast. I want to see how he, you know, on camera how he acts. He did good. He, he did, did good. good. That's good. Uh, but yeah, we got plenty of podcasts on this network for you to check out. Um, but we're going to get into it. Uh, we have uh, a Cleveland Indians. Uh, well, he was a pitching coach uh, in Arizona for me, and um, but now he's uh, pitching or he's the manager for the the Cleveland Indians uh, Arizona League. And we're going to get into it. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, pitching and basically his uh, background for baseball and his coaching career and everything pretty much in between. So uh, I want to introduce uh, one of my favorite coaches because he taught me how to get out of my way and throw hard. <laughs> and it kind of, well, not kind of, it extended my career and helped me get to the big leagues uh, with the Cleveland Indians. And that is uh, the Ken Knutson. Did I say that right? Knutson? Knutson. Yeah, you okay. got it pretty good. I just call you coach. So. Percy? <laughs> yeah. But it's good having you. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, as good as you can be doing with COVID and all that stuff. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm at home. I do this a lot. So <laughs> it's we a got. new style of coaching. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about how that's <laughs> been going with, because you're not just dealing with, you know, high schoolers and college Americans, you're dealing with people from different countries who might not have, you know, the greatest internet or the best resources, baseballs, facilities like we do here. Uh, just talk a little bit about, you know, how, what challenges you've been facing in that area. Well, well you, you hit a bunch of them, but what the Indians have decided to do or what we've done as an organization about five weeks ago, we started coaching remotely. And the, the thought was we're going to pretend like we have a regular season going on but there's no games, right? <laughs> so, you know, we have this we have this thing that we do and with the, with the Indians and being in development, you know, it's a lot of it's it's individualized player goals and programs and, you know, profiles and all this stuff and so we're trying to do this now. My position's unique because my kids are all young, right? I have 25 Latin players in the Dominican or Columbia or, you know, somewhere. <laughs> and some of them haven't played professional baseball yet. So we don't have any data on them. We don't have any video on them in games. 
it's a little bit challenging. So we're doing some real basic stuff, but you touched on it. The challenge is just the internet. Like yeah. literally in the Dominican right now, they're locked down with COVID and they can't get out. We have guys throwing homemade baseballs, hitting beans with a PVC pipe. And it's, it's wow. kind of crazy. <laughs> Dang. Can you imagine how to do that? No, no. And, and, you know, obviously we like to complain over here, but <laughs> when you think about that and obviously you're getting excited, you're, you're trying to start your professional career. And then this strikes, I've been talking about on this podcast, like the, the student athletes who uh, aren't able to, you know, get recruited for college the way it's usually happening or either college athletes, you know, are missing a year of athletics, but a lot of people don't think about the, the young professionals um, in the Dominican of Venezuela, Puerto Rico and stuff like that. Um, that it's a challenge, man. And it's, it could be discouraging, but in a lot of the people in Dominican, that's, this is all they have. This is their dream all the time, like baseball, baseball, baseball. And to have this, you know, kind of just ran on their parade. All of them are happy. They just got signed. They're like, Let's, we're going to play baseball. And then, and then they have to, they're all locked down in Dominican and they're not, you know, in Arizona with the coaching, with the facilities, with the, the, the nutritional programs you guys provide with the, the weight uh, program. And, are you guys able to, you know, with coaching and with the online meetings, are you able to at least kind of monitor a little bit what they're doing? Yeah, they're checking in daily. Literally, they have oh, to do okay. a wellness report every day or a diary. Uh, all the fundamental coaches, it's, you know, strength and conditioning, medical, uh, pitching, hitting, defense, they're all checking in with their players, with our players, you know, but it's, it's a challenge. Like, literally, I have one guy that plays catch in a parking lot. At a and, and you, if first you ever been to the Dominican? No, I was supposed to go a couple times, never made it over. Yeah, well, if you do, don't drive, have somebody drive you because it's like they do it completely different than <laughs> what we're used to. They use the horn more than the brake, uh, okay. you know. And uh, so, this, this kid's playing catch in a driver's ed parking lot, which I go, I don't think that exists in the Dominican, <laughs> like nobody goes to driver's ed, maybe accident avoidance right <laughs> and uh and then he and then he goes home and he hits balls off a tee into a net hanging from a tree he's hitting homemade balls into a net hanging from a tree that's his workout on, on, on the baseball side of things wow and then strength and conditioning it's all body weight it's all you know we we, we communicate with him to do but he doesn't have anything to lift you know mm. and so it, it it's something else but i i mean Talking about the young Latin players, it the, the coolest thing for me going into pro baseball outside of getting you to the big leagues <laughs> or helping with that was was is understanding just the culture and what these guys go through to be in the United States coming from the DR and how appreciative they were of, of being here and a lot of stuff, man, and it's really cool. And so I think the Indians do a great job on who they sign and you know, and they, you know, they they have a a process that they go through and these kids are all awesome. And, and I mean, uh, you're talking about student athletes earlier and I can remember going to college a hundred years ago and <laughs> my school was a, my, the junior college was 150 miles from my doorstep. Right. And I was homesick and had to come home like 12 times, you know, my freshman year just to see my family and all that. And here, these guys are thousands of miles. Don't speak the language. Yeah. Right. And they're just, it's awesome to help them and assist them. And, yeah. and that's a big part of my job and a big part of my team is going to have that profile. 
Yeah, I mean, when I when I came to the Indians, so I'd been a part of the Phillies organization before the Indians, and the Phillies, you know, they they had the the, the Philly way is what they called it. And I would say it's pretty similar to Indians. The way, you know, they have the English class to help them learn English. Um, and it, it, they try to make it seem, you know, very inviting and very like, hey, we even the players, you know, they could easily say, hey, these guys are trying to take my job. You know, I'm not helping them out at all. But once you get to know the the Latin players and, you know, obviously they just love the game. They just want to play. And that's that's all they want to do. And you start to admire that. Like, OK, like, you know, they love the game. That's they came here to play baseball. They didn't come here to, you know, be a veterinarian like. And I know some people that do end up staying and love America and stuff like that. But their goal uh, and you would start to admire it from a distance. You're like, man, this, you know, every day they got a lot of more challenges to face than I do. Um, and, you know, I have I got my college education to fall back on. I have, you know, a lot of us have, you know, families and stuff in the America in America that we can kind of go stay on, stay with in the off season. And it's just a little different. But I just know there's a couple of players that just grinded through the minor leagues. There, a lot of them are coming over at 16 and I can't imagine being in professional baseball at 16 and just having to overcome so many things. And then, hey, like, but a lot of them, I, I'm jealous because they just play so free. They're just out there playing. And um, I know a lot of my stuff in my career was more of up here and, you know, hold myself back. Um, but a lot of the guys I think of like uh, and he didn't he wasn't with the Indians, but like Mikel Franco. He was like a young guy that came with the, the, the Phillies and he didn't know they just gave him pitch uh, catcher's uh, gear and he wasn't even supposed to catch. But he was out there, you know, standing up, basically trying to catch bullpens and like, what are you doing? He's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so they gave they just gave him catcher gear. He's like, I, I don't catch. I don't catch. Um, but then there's, you know, obviously all you see is the guys that make it to the big leagues. You don't think about the guys that don't. So you see, obviously, you see Jose Ramirez and and. Um, uh, Roberto Perez, even though Roberto Perez was Puerto Rican, but you see a lot of those players and you don't know their journey. Um, you just assume certain things. And, and once you are in it and you're watching these kids, it's a, it's a whole different, it's a whole different animal. And I just love like when, when a lot of those guys make it and they're playing. And obviously we've seen Hosey hit a couple home runs the other night. Um, but it's, it's something that I think kids are, uh, here should, uh, I guess, get to see or get, to like not experience, but just get to know what happens and how they have to come up and the stuff, the struggles they face. Cause minor leagues by itself is a struggle. But, um, other than that, so obviously we talked about that and that is very, that is something I really wanted to share with people. So I'm glad that we were able to get that out. Um, but I also want the people to know, um, some of the Indians pitchers or Indians coaches that they don't, you know, see on TV, like Tito and them, uh, just, I guess a little bit of your background. So I know we talked a little bit before and you're, you know, where you're from, you know, you're out West and stuff like that, but just talk about a little bit of your background. Yeah. I mean, I was a college coach for 30 years. I was the head coach of the university of Washington for 17. And I went to Arizona state for uh, five. I was an assistant at Washington before that I was a uh, short stint at Wichita state, literally months before I was hired at Washington as a head coach, but I'd always been a college guy, a head coach or a pitching, uh, pitching coach. Right. Yeah. And then uh, coaching changed at Arizona State, and I was just going to do the academy thing. I had this plan when I came down here from Washington. It's like, one, get in the sun. <laughs> that was the biggest <laughs> thing, get out of the rain, get into the sun, and and just do this academy and sort of drift into towards retirement and coach pitchers and do my thing, right? And then the Indians 
came calling. I, I sort of have a unique little place in baseball. I think you know about it. It's, it's gotten pretty common now since, you know, 15 years ago when I started with weighted balls and pitchers training specific stuff. He talked about house and he really, in, in a way, he's sort of responsible for that journey that got me to, you know, to what I do now. And so anyway, uh, you know, went to work for the Indians. I was originally, or my first five years with him, I was the throwing programs coordinator and rehab throwing program coordinator type of thing. So I worked with all the rehab guys and just the way the Indians are, anybody that's in Arizona and if they're throwing a bullpen and if I'm the facility, I'm going to help them or yeah. coach them or, you know, we're going to talk about guys and we'll all be involved. So, you know, we could, I could have a special project, a big leaguer coming down. It could be, you know, I, I rehabbed, you know, Danny Salazar for three years, it seemed like, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and, and some guys you, you, yeah. And it was kind of a cool job because like when I watch an Indians game, like every guy out there I've rehabbed just about, you yeah. know, just, and sometimes it's just hitting them fungos or, you know, answering phone calls. When is he going to be ready to move type of thing or yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of fun and, 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 you know, but I, but I hadn't been on the field. And so anyway, I'm back on the field now I'm managing the AZL, the Arizona fire league, I like to call it, but it's young kids. <laughs> it's our youngest team in the United States. And, uh, uh, so without a season though, it's just kind of weird. Right. So I've got 25 Latin kids and I've got all the new drafted players are in my work group. Let's just call it that. Yeah, right. So yeah. they all, I could, we have a, we have a meeting on Monday, virtually we we're on zoom. The whole, the whole team is, we go through what we're going to do that week. Uh, we've, the focus for my team has been time management. It's been being accountable, right? Yeah. Developing a, a player partner sort of team to become one. So they're responsible for each other. Uh, answering your phone, you know, uh, and make sure you do your wellness journals and just be responsible. We're trying to teach them routines that are going to lead them into a good professional career, right? And when you don't have much, you just go with what you got. And I've had a blast doing it. It's been a lot of fun, but I, I do miss the game now. We did play one spring training game. We won three to nothing. Uh oh. So I'm one and oh. I haven't <laughs> lost a game in like four months. You know, it's the longest streak of my coaching career for sure. Oh man, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, like I said earlier when we talked on the phone beforehand, I mean, being able to, you know, coach like this, I guess it's a learning experience and mix it up since all the experience you've had coaching. But uh so what made you obviously you've had a long career in coaching. Like what moment, I'm not saying when you started coaching, but what moment were you like, this is what I'm going to do for forever? Well, I don't know. I just never really wanted to work, I guess, you know, just <laughs> coaching baseball is not work. It's just like coaching, you know, and yeah. it's funny. I have, I have some mentors in my life. My most important one's a guy named Frank Bartonetti. And I met him when I was 12 years old and we're still good friends and he still mentors me. And uh, he had nine kids. So it was, you know, I, I, I ran around with a bunch of them and he told me, he knew when I was 14 years old that I was going to be a baseball coach. Really? I'm going, I don't know how you figure that one out, but <laughs> I always had an interest in the whole game, you know, and you know, how it is Percy being a pitcher. Sometimes they sort of, they like, like, we're not even really part of the team. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Right? We're just pitchers, you know, we're not, you know, exactly. You know, yeah. you gotta, you're just pitcher. <laughs> Uh, I asked, remember Dave Henderson, Hindu, a great guy, man. He passed away a few years ago. And I asked him about a guy that he played with. And he goes, oh, yeah, he was a pitcher. I I, I didn't really know. Him. You know <laughs> he was on his team. He was his teammate. Yeah, he's a pitcher. Right? One of those. That's how it goes. 
So I don't know. And, and it happened pretty quick. I started coaching at Washington when I was 23 years old. You know, wow. I was a good college player. I wasn't good enough to sign. And my, my head coach in college asked if I wanted to help, you know, and I went from being an unpaid volunteer to being the top assistant in about five years. So that's what got me going. And nice, you know, it's a pretty good gig. You know, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's awesome to coach baseball players. I love being on a team. Yeah, I, I noticed that when I when I was out, when I got signed in 2015 after being released by the Phillies and I got signed and I got out there to meet you and just the patience you had with me and the plan that you guys had, like, was just amazing. And it was me and um, Sturdy were out there just literally we're just throwing the ball as hard and as far as we could for about uh, two months before we even thought about pitching. And they were just trying to break me down and get me to be an athlete and get everything out of the way, which I had, you know a lot of struggles with where, you know, I'm thinking about what I'm doing in my delivery and stuff. So a lot of kids I'm working with now, I'm trying to, you know, I guess replicate what you were, you know, helping me. I even got the little pocket radar. I'm ready. Like, <laughs> and, uh, but I, I do want to ask, like, so what did you see in me where you're like, okay, this guy's got the potential to be, you know, a super hard thrower, even harder than what he's throwing now. And to just be, you know, someone that I think can succeed if they believe in themselves. Cause obviously you believe in me is still not going to help me pitch in the big leagues. I have to believe myself, but how were you able to transfer that belief and just, you know, kind of get me a couple ticks uh, above where I was at when, when you, when I arrived in Arizona? You know, I, I say this all the time, Percy. I say, I, I can screw you up in about an hour. You know, I could make it so you couldn't even throw a baseball, you know, and so much of the time, the curse is being kind of smart, right? Yeah. I mean, you kind of fit that, I think, you know, well, I but it's just that. like overthinking it, right? Yes. Yeah, no, it's a backwards compliment, but whatever. <laughs> and, and so, and you know, this is that your best games, you're just free and you're just going, you're in the zone, you're just going. And sometimes we get so hung up on positions and what I'm trying to do and all that stuff that just that, or I always call it the athletic throwing program. Just like let the the athlete come out and let that beast of an arm eat and, yeah. you know, and, and not think about it. Right. Yeah. Just go back to being just trying to throw. Yeah. And, and I, I truly believe that, that if you're an elite thrower, then we can worry about pitching, you yeah. know, and, and so often that, you know, they want to go backwards. They want to like teach delivery before we develop the thrower. You know, and I, I always want to go like I want to get athletic and get moving and let the body sort of organize itself and have a goal, which is to throw hard and accurately. And then we'll work from there. Yeah, and I, I've adopted that. I remember he gave me a little band that said uh, throw more, pitch less. <laughs> I still I still have it. I don't wear it now because, uh, you know, it, it doesn't fit, I guess, if I'm walking into a business like, hey. You want to buy some technology? <laughs> Throw hard. <laughs> but um, and I kind of I kind of adopt, you know, uh, what you just talked about with with the kids I'm working with. I'm like, hey, look, they're like, yeah, he doesn't know how to pitch. You know, I just want him to get the right mechanics. I'm like, look, we want his mentality and we want his intent to be, you know, throwing hard and learning how to control, you know, the the hard throw. We're not going to learn you know, I don't want to throw darts. And that's what I kind of grew up doing. I would want to throw hard, but then when I get behind an account, then you start, uh, uh, and I just want, I'm trying to teach the kids consistency. What are you laughing at my sound? I'm just wondering how that's going to come across on audio only. <laughs> uh, uh, they'll, they'll understand what I'm trying to do. Um, but I, I love that you said exactly what you said. It's, it's very important. And I have, I basically still a lot of the drills that you were doing with us, um, with me out in Arizona with these kids, just, to 
to have him thinking, hey, you know, I'm looking at the catcher's mitt and I'm throwing that ball hard right through it. And and a lot of times the kids, I, they get surprised. They're like, whoa, you know, and they're like, hey, can you bring out the radar just to see? <laughs> I'm like, kid, you're 10. Relax. <laughs> but no, I'm glad uh, that you shared that. And it was just it was fun, uh, you know, being alongside you and, and working with all the drills. And and I don't know if you remember, but uh, the one of the days that really clicked with me is when it was me, you and Zapata with the weighted balls. And Zapata was this humongous human being <laughs> who just threw a million miles an hour, but he was coming off of rehab and Kim was working with him. And, uh, you know, me looking at him, I'm never going to throw as hard as that guy, you know, whatever. And Ken's like, Hey, let's, let's see what you can do here. You know, he brings out the pocket radar and I'm throwing the weighted balls and, and I see Zapata's just, ah, you know, and I throw one and I throw it good. And Ken's like, Oh, that was, that was pretty good. You know, he's like, after the fact, he's like, how hard, how hard do you think that was? I was like, I don't know, probably 90. He's like, no, I was 99. I was like, what? <laughs> now it's a weighted ball. So obviously it's a little different, but to me in my head, I was like, oh, and it just got me thinking like, oh, well I can do this. And hence the title of <laughs> the podcast. But Ken, I, I never got to a hundred, man. <laughs> I tried so hard. I tried so hard. <laughs> 99, but Dang. yeah, it's all good, but you're still breathing. Let's go. That's <laughs> why so I had to have one here. I love Ken. Um, but uh, I love I love all this, and we would just have fun while we we're out there, and it was it was a great time. But um, I guess I want to talk about a little bit more about you know the Tom House thing. I saw the uh, that video and how he was talking. He told a little story about Randy Johnson, how him and Nolan Ryan were sitting there, and Randy Johnson's coming over, and he's like, uh, you know, they're like, hey, Randy, because I guess he knew him from USC, and Randy's like, hey, man, and they're like, how's it going? He's like, I just I just can't throw strikes, man. And if you guys go back and look at the stats at Randy Johnson in like first two or three years in the league, you know, there you, you wouldn't look and think that, okay, that was Randy Johnson. He was struggling. So um, Tom House and them talked about – now, are you familiar with this story? A little bit, yeah. Okay, and, and Tom House, yeah, and uh, so they were like, hey, Nolan Ryan was like, hey, let's, you know – come tomorrow and let's, you know, meet us over, you know, so-and-so part of the field and let's work on some things. And then they did that. And then I think three weeks later, he faced them again, the, the, the Rangers that was and put up 18 strikeouts. And <laughs> so, and, and all it was, was just a little technique that he fixed. And it's just, uh, it was just crazy. You, you don't think that something this small could change a whole, you know, mentality of a player and just start to believe in himself and then just start attacking the strike zone. And that's, uh, I mean, that's basically what you did with me, but, um, have you adapted that whole program and philosophy or do you just take like bits and pieces from it and just apply it? Because obviously you can't just go, Hey, Cleveland Indians, we're going to do this whole program. This is what we're doing. Or can you, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I, I just, you know, I do what I do. And like what I brought to the Indians is, it's kind of funny when we were discussed last year, when I was discussing becoming a manager, they said, you know, what we brought you in here to do, you've sort of done it. It's, it's throughout the organization now, like weighted balls, arm health, uh, throwing programs, all that stuff. So, you know, Eric Bender sort of started it and we had the same background, yeah. you know, uh, that go through the Texas baseball ranch. Yeah. Right. And so then I came and I, they go like, you know, it's sort of your work's kind of done. And, and they I think they're concerned a little bit about me being in rehab and wanted to know if I'd be interested in getting back in the field. But to answer your question is like, 
whether you're a position player or you're 12 years old or a big leaguer, I, I think there are things that you need to do. You need to be athletic. You need to, everybody's got a ceiling and we just got to push towards that. Right. So, you know, but age and strength and history and brains and all that can get in the way uh, of that or, or determine what path we'll take yeah. to get there. Yeah. I did see that him, him, talk about you know when he was working with the football players too because he works with quarterbacks and they were saying you know some mm-hmm. people like tom brady and drew Brees, they're older they're not really growing anymore so now it's just them kind of refining stuff as opposed when you're telling a 12 year old kid this is how your reps should be they have to do those reps so many times and then if they gain weight get taller or get you know gain muscle then this kind of a new start and i never thought of it like that and i just uh, a lot of the 12 year olds, I don't know how to, you know, talk to them. They do ask me all these questions and I'm like, look, I started weighted balls when I was 26, when I met Ken, <laughs> I don't know. So I guess my question is to a, to a little leaguer, uh, cause I'm trying to teach arm health. Like what is the best, do you think weighted balls have a, uh, from room for the little leagues and, and, you know, growing pitchers? Yeah, well, it, it's hard to say. I mean, for me, it's the volume of throwing is the most critical thing with the young kids, right? They, they, and I, I, I tell this to parents all the time, I can get your kid thrown really hard, but he might break, right? Uh, Before he's mature enough where those growth plates have closed and he's started to get strong enough is that he might not be able to support throwing that hard. Now, he also can do some crazy things because they're so flexible, you know, yeah, you know how kids are when they're that age, they can, you know, they can do things that, you know, big leaguers can't do, you know, uh, type of deal. So. I'm always trying to, I will reduce the volume and I will let them throw. I, I have no, I've never had a guy hurt, get hurt throwing weighted balls. I just, it just doesn't happen. And, but again, it's the volume. So in a, in a session, if I'm working with a, you know, a college kid or a pro or a high school kid in the off season, let's say, and we've been working for a while, we might make 120 pretty intentful throws during the course of the day, okay. you know, in an hour and a half, you know, there's breaks and, running around if, if you're a little leaguer i would probably try to cut that in half okay just because the volume you just i, I just don't want to you, you you know it's like innings right yeah. you know you can go out and throw 200 in the big leagues but in little league you know I, i'm i'm saying you should only throw a couple innings a week type of thing yeah It'd be better for you at this point yeah because again you can just you can create so much force and you can't support it yeah. right and so my thing you know number one deal in coaching i really believe is health right it doesn't matter if you're banged up you don't help anybody, right? Yeah. You can't get on the field. You can't play. So that's got to be the priority. And I think that goes back to being a college guy where, you know, you didn't have a JV team or you couldn't go to, you know, call up some guys from the minor leagues. You know, <laughs> it's like you start the season with 12 pitchers. That's what you, that's, it's not going to get any bigger. Yeah. It only gets smaller. So keep those guys on the field. And also that's how I met house. That's, a, that's literally how I came in contact with them. And it's a long time ago now. It was their, early nineties, like oh, you know, wow. talking about 30 years ago. And, yeah. And he had a seminar and I went down there and it, and it, and then it got me with, you know, down this other path, but it was raw. I went to brought one, a seminar that he was doing, uh, down at the Texas baseball ranch. Okay. And, you know, and it changed my career. He did, he did some stuff. I didn't, I really wasn't on board with his mechanical stuff. And he had a concept that came out there opposite and equal, you know, how the arms line up and just symmetry between the upper half and, mm-hmm. That really got me going, and I met this other guy, Ron Wolferth, who was a, you know, a weighted ball guy, and Trevor Bauer was with him at the at the beginning, and all that kind of stuff. So it was sort of that. But then, 
remember I was a head baseball coach in the University of Washington and the pitching coach. So I could do what I wanted. I didn't have to answer to the organization or to other people. It's just like, you know, if you win, you're going to keep your job if you don't. And so when I sort of on this discovery path I was on, once I learned some stuff, I just started applying it to our guys and we had a lot of success. And then it didn't hurt that Lincecum came through the program either. You know, that sort of helps when you get a multiple Cy Young Award winner that yeah. plays there for a couple of years. So that does help. You no, know, that's kind of the path. But really, it's just being a student of really good throwers, right? And I, I go, th- a thrower is a thrower, whether you're a catcher, a pitcher, a shortstop, a, a cricket player, you know, yeah. and applying those concepts universally to how guys that throw well, what do they do? And they use their body well and they're, they're strong. So that's pretty simple stuff. Yeah. And you might also say, person, is that that like when they asked me to be a rehab guy, I go like, I don't know anything about rehab. I've never had anybody hurt, you know. <laughs> and but what I did was all my training was we just did all the stuff that you do after you get hurt, before you get hurt. Right. All the yeah. arm conditioning, all the stuff that we did, the bands that, you know, the shoulder tubes, the weighted balls, all that was typically after you had Tommy John surgery or something. Right. We just <laughs> yeah. did it beforehand and we kept guys on the field. Yeah, I did that, that program, man. Uh, obviously, we were throwing the weighted balls, but just everything we had with that big old, you know, the shaker or whatever it was, like my arm, it was literally shoulder so tube. Yeah, yeah, the shoulders. <laughs> you, like, you like my words? Power has that, right? <laughs> yes. Um, all the stuff that, you know, the program you guys had, my arm was, you know, only thing that was sore was the rest of my body. You know, my arm was always like, you know, tip top shape and. You know, that it's that's very important, obviously. So at least I didn't, uh, you know, walk away from the game because I was injured a lot. So that's one thing that I love. And um, I do appreciate that. Now, um, I know towards the end of my career with the Indians, they had, um, I guess, in my eyes, felt like if you couldn't throw and throw with intent that day and you were going to, as I heard Tom House say, cast it out, you know, just kind of cast what. What is your what is your thought process on that? Would you rather someone just maybe take a day off or do something else instead of just lobbing the ball, casting it out? If they're not going to be able to throw with intent, would you rather them just like not throw it all? <laughs> yeah, I, I would think you know a professional player by the time he's in the big leagues, he's throwing every day, yeah. right? Whether and 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 it, it, again, it's volume. You know, he might only make you know after, and he, and you know the process like. They might be in front of a pad, you know, with a weighted ball and, and that's their warm up, you know, and then they might make, you know, 30 throws. That's all they would do. Maybe go out to 90 or 120 feet. But, you know, for me, it's just like using the body appropriately, like moving. Yeah. Right. Like, don't go. move. If you practice slow, you're going to be slow. Right. You know, and like big, strong guys like you, you guys can make a lot of force and you don't have to move really fast to do it. So that's sort of the sometimes I think kids or. You, you watch guys on TV and they go like, you know, they're not moving as fast as like Ken would make me move yeah. in your delivery. Right. Cause I go, we got to create some force somehow. So for me, it's, I think, a, but I'm building that way. Like younger kids, it's like, no, they're not throwing every day. You know, yeah. they're, they're taking time off as we get college day after maybe, you know, but pro baseball, you know, we're going. And yeah. so I would just try to design programs so that they would have that arm health and that stamina that they allow them to do it. Now, the, the intentfulness, meaning like, you know, long toss with pull downs, 
you know, that's not happening every day. It might yeah, happen yeah, once yeah. a week or just <laughs> pitching in games. Yeah. You know, just pitching in games, right? If you're starting pitcher, you got one bullpen day you're on a five day turn and you're in the mound. That's good. You don't have to practice throwing hard if you're doing that. But I don't want to ever make slow movements and, and nothing coming out. I, I just don't understand. It, I think that the greatest chance for injury and and unlocking, screwing up your body and getting out of sequence happens when you're just playing lob ball catch and, you know, you're not you're not working appropriately. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because, I mean, I, I feel like that was one of the issues I had early on in my career. Arm was a little sore, you know, uh, let's just, uh, you know, get it out there. But um, I appreciate pretty hey, much. Hey, Percy, oh, yeah. how about? Yep. Well, I, I just, I just I always think of this Bauer, Bowers, this is in Bowers with the Indians. And he goes, Ken, come here for a minute. And everybody's down below on field three playing catch, all the big leaguers. There's, you know, 40, it's early in spring training. He goes, if you just look at these guys playing catch, you can tell which guys are Indians and which guys are new you know, minor league free agents that we brought in just by how they play catch. He goes, those guys can all pitch, but they don't throw like we do. Like, look at them. And it's just obvious, right? You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah. They're moving their feet. They're throwing on a line. You know, there's a lot of, uh, in, you know, and, and and big leaguers are into their throwing programs, believe me, and our high yeah. minor leaguers, you know, yeah. mature guys, they get it. Yes. The young guys, they, you know, that's what we're trying to teach them <laughs> type of thing. But it's true. Like, you could just look at them Indian free agent sign Indian, Indian, you know, just like that. Yeah. And it was, they're good, good pitchers, but not really great throwers. And and that's again, part of the thing, throw, be a great thrower. And then pitching becomes a lot easier. Well put, well put. Well, the one thing I do, I just got one last question uh, to close this out. And I don't know how, how you can answer this or if it's just a, a simple yes or no. Is velocity important? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like the answer. I like it's the like, answer. Like brains. Yeah. It's like brains or beauty or money. Yeah. It's really important. <laughs> right. It's like, it just gives you, it, it gives you a chance to screw up. You can, you know, I like you watch it. games now. And I was with my buddy Owen do. He's one of the pitching coaches in the minor leagues with the organization yesterday. And he goes like, I can't believe he missed that pitch. And I go, well, it was 97. It was down the middle, but it was a little bit elevated. And it was 97. I mean, that ball's moving. You know that, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. It's like you. It's it, anybody standing and watch a guy throw close to 100 miles an hour and your mind will be blown how they ever get hit. Like, or why would you even want to try to hit that or even be have the courage to stand in there because it's something else. But, but we train for velocity. Velocity will get you a job. And then getting people out will obviously – distinguish your career or make you a good pro yeah. so that that's what we're, we're, we're training for velocity but that's not pitching right we're pitching to command the ball we're pitching to you know have a great delivery we're you know or having a great delivery to pitch well but like i'm always training to try to throw harder gotcha i like it well that's i'm not i wasn't saying that's the answer i'm looking for but i'm glad that's exactly what i wanted you to say that i just couldn't say <laughs> But uh, Ken, man, uh, I appreciate, you know, you coming on the show short notice and just making it happen and sharing all your knowledge with us. Like you said, you've been coaching for a very long time. And um, like for the people around here who know, you know, all the coaches has been with the Indians like Charlie Manuel, Mike Hargrove and Altito. They don't get to see, you know, the guys molding uh, the kids and players at a younger age to, to get them, you know, a kind of up the ladder. And that is very important. Trust me in my career. I have, 
I have, you know, noticed how important having great coaches at the lower levels and, and just great people that can lead you to the right way, because like you, there's a lot of stuff you have to deal with. And, um, but like I said, I appreciate having you on the show. Um, hopefully you can maybe have you back sometime, uh, to talk about, you know, some other stuff, um, involving pitching. Um, but I, I use this podcast, if you couldn't tell, just to, to learn more stuff. <laughs> I'm just like asking these questions like, all right, I'm trying to well, soak in hey, energy. I'll give you my, my secret to coaching and being successful. It's really simple. It's just have really good players and then you're a really good coach, right? <laughs> have good players and you're a good coach, right? I like it. See, this is why I have when to Beaver, have When Beaver's throwing, I... When Beaver's throwing, we all feel really smart. Yeah. You know, like, man, that guy's good. <laughs> oh, speak about Beaver. I might have to get him on the show as well. I'm going to have to get him on here next. But, yeah, it was just amazing. Him and Savali were at, at the Arizona level, like rookie ball, when I was down there rehabbing. And, you know, you just don't – now look at Savali and Beaver, and they're just starting rotation. Beaver's all world and <laughs> looking like the, the next Corey Kluber. So, it's uh, yeah. it's magical. Yeah, it's and good. The, it's a heck of a staff. Hell of a start for yeah. the pitching staff. It's yes. been great, and hopefully tomorrow's going to get us going at the plate. Right, drop that ten spot. Oh on my and, gosh! And yes, let's go now. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> Stay hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, I know you. I, yeah, <laughs> I know you're in Arizona, and uh, you got a lot of day left. Um, uh, and I envy that. But um, hopefully, we can get back on here. And I just uh, I appreciate you sharing your information. And uh, I guess. You know, have a good one, and we will uh, we will try to. I think we might be having uh, CC. Uh, she was like the mental coach. She was a part of a lot of what I did, um, and there might be some other people that we can bring on the show from the Indians. But uh, I'm glad you know Ken kicked it off with us and, and was kind enough to come by. But all right, Ken. All right, Percy. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Yep. You have a good night, man. Um, well, we appreciate everybody watching. Um, again, you can find this podcast everywhere. Uh, YouTube, uh, iTunes, podcast, Spotify. Uh, those are the main ones. Uh, and also, uh, check out my merch store for the scholarship. Uh, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Percy hyphen Garner. He'll put that up all the links, whatever. Also links to the other channels will be in the description. Uh, you can just go to getlevel.com and find all the podcasts there. And, uh, again, Contact Josh on the Get Level uh, Pod website if you want to uh, sponsor any of the podcasts or all of them. Um, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. No, I'm just joking. I got to come up with something. But uh, I guess I always do this. Peace. Save me, Casa, Sukasa. It feels like Casa Blanca. Shouting.